Welcome to the Matrix Minute, a podcast where we discuss the first film one minute at a time because, you know, we just love this movie, man. Hi, I'm Phil, and I have trivia this time because I come in prepared all the time. Brad Pitt, suggested by the studio for the role of Neo. Suggested, but maybe not considered. Go on. Hello, everyone. I'm Jake, and uh, my tea is getting very cold. (laughs) Yes? Tea? Yeah, it sounded like you had a tip of tea. I did. I'm drinking tea. tea. I I can prove it. Wait. Mm. (laughs) Slightly cold tea. You're Jake, aren't you? Yeah, I said that already. Oh, you are. Okay. And with me is Tim. (laughs) Hello. I'm Tim. And in Iceland, uh, the movie had a translation of the title. It wasn't known as The Matrix, but... Are you sure that's correct, Tim? Is this that the is correct, correct and it translates to the Matrix. The phonetics are correct, right? 100%. Yeah, right. I, I pressed on Google Translate the little, little button and the robot told me. Perfect. All right. 100% accuracy. And, of course, we are not alone once again. And with us is Patrick Willems, who's a filmmaker. He does stuff on YouTube. He does, um, like... I lost the description. I'm going to have to remember what to say, but like... Can we just say he makes <laughs> awesome stuff? Yes, he does. That's what I would say. And we're very happy to have him spend some time with us talking about three minutes for this whole week of The Matrix. Hello, sir. Hello. I am so happy to be here talking about a movie that I dearly love. Indeed. Uh, we're, we're so happy to have very you happy to, to talk have about you this as well. with us. Yeah. And... I want to start this because I forgot last time, but not this time. Patrick, we need to know, um, how did you first uh, discover The Matrix and what does it mean to you? The Matrix means a lot to me. It is sort of, it's the movie that I always tell people, and I mean, this is the truth. It's the movie that made me want to make movies. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sort of in the way that, you know, previous generations of people older than me, you know, they had Star Wars. Right. And uh, I love Star Wars. But uh, The Matrix was the movie that came along right at the right time. It came out in, it was end of March 99, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, so I was 11 years old. um, And it seemed intriguing. I was was like into movies as an 11-year-old. And this seemed, it looked cool. And there, I saw the reviews were good because I would, you know, just like read uh, the little Roger Ebert capsule reviews in my local newspaper. Oh, and I was yeah. like, oh, this this uh, seems like a sci-fi movie and uh, good action and mysterious and references to Alice in Wonderland. And um, but also it was rated R, and so I was like, well, I <laughs> I'm not I'm I'm not even going to have to see it because yeah. it's it's an it's an R-rated movie. And um and my parents weren't even really strict about that. They would show me R-rated movies at home without realizing it. But I just had been conditioned, I think, by society to not expect. To be able to see to it. Be able to, to go, go see, see R-rated it, yeah. movies in theaters. But then when it came out on video, uh, I remember asking my mom, I was like, Mom, can you rent this? It got good reviews. Uh, I think we should watch it. <laughs> wow. and, uh, yeah. And uh, and she brought her the VHS home one day. And uh, I think I was just starting sixth grade, maybe. And, mm-hmm. um, and it just, it was the greatest thing I'd ever seen. <laughs> And um, and then I would rent it again and again and show it to my friends. And it was the first DVD I ever bought. Awesome. Um, I late I later on bought the ten disc Ultimate Matrix collection. That's a good yeah. one. That's a good collection. Yeah, mostly because I wanted the remastered, uh, recolor graded version of the first movie. It was the first Blu-ray I ever bought. Ooh. Um, I 
And uh, and yeah, and it was uh, as much I'd already been interested in movies, but that was really the thing that got me. At first, I sort of uh, wanted to be a comic book artist, oh. like uh, in middle school, and then that quickly, you know, transitioned into just realizing that all my comic book ideas, I was more interested in skipping ahead to the film adaptations, <laughs> and um, and yeah, and I and it was really like it, the Matrix kind of started all of that. I was just obsessed with it to no end, and uh, and so yeah, it's I uh, had a big. So, influence on my life not in the way that it's shaped the way i live my life but uh but it kind of started me or uh, was a pretty big role getting me on the path to uh i guess that i've been on yeah so what are like some of the things that captivated you from the matrix that you kind of took away that you sort of that sort of stayed with you yeah i mean well thinking back to when i when i'm 11 i have a very surface level reading of it and it's just oh it's really cool oh it's like everything looks cool they wear cool clothes the the part where he like does the like uh the the finger flick at the neck is cool (laughs) and uh so it that was it so early on it was just it was the coolest thing i'd ever seen and then and what was nice is as i studied film more and uh actually you know started making movies myself and studying movies in college and stuff like that and just got a better understanding of the medium and all of that i would always come back to the matrix and see oh this really holds up uh it, mm. you know i didn't just like it as when i was younger it really holds up it is astoundingly well made it's like a master class in in action filmmaking and just an action storytelling it has uh i mean I just think, you know, the way the plot unfolds is is just is so brilliantly done. The way it like keeps you asking these questions yeah. and, you know, plants mm-hmm. just enough information to uh to keep you, you know, like really invested and uh, and really looking back now, one of the big things for me is I just I love the way and this is not a new th- thing to uh to comment on but i love the way that it just synthesized all these different things from different mediums and genres mm-hmm. into this perfect unique thing and so like uh, the way that the opening scene is pretty much you know it all begins in like classic you know like 1940s film noir like all that visual yeah. language and um you know nods to german expressionism and stuff like that but then it adds in uh you know these these action beats and yeah. and shots that are right out of anime and comic books mm. john woo, and then yeah. you and and i and uh i feel like you really get the john woo stuff in the third act but but it's all these things that i that you know i either loved at the time that i first saw it or came to love later and it just and i i think kind of in the way that you know star wars was a big deal because it took western elements and samurai movie elements and, mm-hmm. and then sci-fi space opera stuff and, and combined yeah. those you know the matrix synthesized several different things that were all cool on their own yeah. but together it's like they were better than it's ever the melting pot and, um it is yeah. it really is and uh and yeah and it's just you know i just think it's a magnificently put together movie that like i i love every shot in this thing yeah. uh i i could i could I mean, I'm glad you have this podcast because I really <laughs> could just pick apart every minute of it uh, forever. Yeah. I love it. I was but wondering, that's... I think we never talked about this before, but I think it'd be a cool um, point to actually mention this. 
I was wondering, The Matrix, uh, like, what's your take on sort of, you know, there's different styles of filmmaking, obviously. Yeah. And one is escapism, right? Sort of this sort of adventurous, something that's uh, unworldly, right? And I think The Matrix, for me at least, it strikes a balance between that, where it's, it is an escapist sort of film. But you have all these, like we talked about, philosophical themes, religious themes. Right. And I was wondering, Patrick, if maybe you could comment on sort of something like that area. On the philosophical elements sort of, of like, it? Sort uh, of like, what's your take on, you know, this idea? Is The Matrix an escapist sort of film or? That's a good question because there are a lot of different ways you can read this mm-hmm. movie. And, um, and I have to say, as much as I love it and have spent so much time thinking about it just over the past, you know, 18 years, mm-hmm. um, I've never cared as much about the the philosophical elements mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I appreciate that they're there and I like the way that they're like, you know, the way elements of philosophy are same way as like the elements of religion, you know, are used as part of the overall storytelling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that like that reading of it um, has just that's never been as interesting gotcha. to me as, you know, as as other aspects of it. But I do think. But yeah, but as a piece of escapism, it kind of, you know, it works perfectly just in the way that it you know it begins like more or less in our world and then uh you know following a a more or less normal character and uh pretty much everything fits into the late 90s definition of normal right, yeah. you know from like uh you know his his appearance to his name yeah. to his job and all of that and then really cleverly like brings us out of that and you know escapes it uh into this like fantastical new world where where anything patrick possible. it's nice. real like that. And it's good. real yeah i think that's <laughs> what real, makes the movie great that anyone you know if even if your passion is just filmmaking you know the technical aspect of it or the philosophical stuff there's you know something for everyone and it's so that, yeah. such a dense and packed movie that you can actually make this because we've been doing this and it was like this like 45 episodes and every minute had something i mean honestly i didn't expect it to be this filler less i'm also pleasantly surprised you think we'd just stop. be talking about beer for like a whole episode yeah but it's true yeah. there's, there's always something that you can touch mm-hmm. on there's always something you can find that actually you know relates to some other idea or some other filmmaker yeah. reference and so on and this is just crazy yeah before we yeah I, uh, sorry yeah. sorry go ahead no i just oh continue <laughs> I was just gonna say w- one of the really great things about it is how tight the movie is. Oh yeah, and uh, just there's a sense of, and I know you know looking back, I mean we all have our feelings about the sequels, but uh, but one thing that you know the first movie has that those didn't to me is um is the sense of you can tell like oh the Wachowskis spent years planning out every microscopic detail of this, and so every shot has a yeah. purpose there's no wasted time there's no no scenes are shot with just like you know just some like standard mm-hmm. coverage mm-hmm. it's like you know they i mean obviously we all know about you know this the storyboarding and all that yeah. and you know i own the art of the matrix book i'm sure you Indeed. guys might as well and uh you can see the care that went into every second of it and oh, yeah. um and i think that that really matters a lot and that's why it's a movie that's worth you know dissecting minute by minute yeah great answer that's awesome great uh just want to say a plus uh, <laughs> before we get into the minute i have a question for you patrick and there's something that i've noticed and this could be you know that sort of effect that uh we just been you know thinking and working with matrix for all the time now we see matrix everywhere but do you think in your opinion there's a sort of 
Matrix revival sort of going on online because every other oh, day I see something about yeah, the Matrix. Yeah, 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 me too. Either like on Reddit or somewhere. And it, this could be just because now I know. Yeah, yeah, I know. I think you are completely right because I've been thinking about this a lot and uh-huh. I've, been, I've commented on it to, to friends of mine because the thing is the Matrix was s- such a phenomenon in the, you know, like early 2000s. And it was so influential. And I mean, The Matrix is one of those action movies where there's like a before and after like line in like cinema history. (laughs) Definitely. I mean, before The Matrix, I would say it was Die Hard. That, you know, in terms of like immediately, if you look at the several years after, there's the, oh, there's everything that was influenced by it. And Mm -hmm. um, and just one of those cultural shifts. And The Matrix had that. But then because I think of a combination of people getting sick of bad imitators and the sequels being generally being disappointing it went it became uncool very quickly right and so by the time you get to you know 2005 like matrix references seemed dated yeah already and uh things had moved on uh at that point we you know the, the next sort of big uh action movie uh shift had happened with the Bourne movies and that you know, set sort of the yeah. new model for things. And mm-hmm. so the Matrix was became the look of it, references to it, I feel, went out of vogue yeah. for a while. Phased and out pretty it, fast. It did. And you didn't see a lot of just people talking about it for a long time. And then I've noticed in the past couple years, and it happening more and more all the time, that uh, it seems to just get referenced more and people just talk about it more. Yeah, it's coming and, um, back. It's coming back into conversation because I remember when because uh, I made two videos on The Matrix back in, it might have been April. I love them. great, by the way. I love them. They're amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. And I remember I'd been, you know, just kind of watching and, uh, and just like, you know, looking at the internet. And, I mean, I only started making video essays uh, last November. And so, mm-hmm. but I remember like kind of looking around at other video essays people had made and uh, other just like, you know, like videos that, that, you know, analyzing movies and stuff like that. I was like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there's nothing on the Matrix. Okay, no, somehow see, yeah. this is just, you know, untapped <laughs> ah, so you for some started reason. it a little uh, bit. I, I mean, well, but, but it's I, your I, fault. <laughs> all my fault. No, I mean, it, it had been <laughs> back it. into conversation, but there had been a lack of, you know, videos about Definitely. it. And so I was like, I think this is perfect because people haven't made these videos yet, but it's coming back into the conversation a bit more. And, um, and yeah, and it, it's funny. At this point, I feel like I've listened to just recently uh, several other podcasts that were sort of, you know, mm-hmm. revisiting uh, the Matrix, and yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and uh, and it just more and more, I you know, you know, at, at this point, I feel like enough time has passed that it's coming back around, and people are just like, wow, mm-hmm. there, yeah. you know, that first movie is really just a masterpiece. And, yeah, um, I'm, actually, I'm and, actually really glad that it's coming back, sort of me into too. the conversation because I feel like. It's, it's been so, gone for such a long time, like out of the, at all discussion. And it's so, and it's so, so beautifully unique. Yes. And it's, it, it is a shame that it kind of faded out after 2005, just like you said. And but I totally yeah. agree. Like Patrick Lee but said, now it's only time, natural since it's been now, what, True. 17, 18 years. I think we had plenty of time for it to sort of pan out and sort of see like what, yeah. what its place is mm-hmm. in sort of, I guess, the history of, of cinema, I suppose. You could look at the trends of like fashion and everything. And it's, it's basically, 
you can see like 10 years ago, you know, when the sort of like the hipster culture came out, everything was very 80s inspired, you know, and there was a rival of all those 80s oh, cartoons yeah. and everything. And, and now it's sort of like five years ago, it was like the beginning of the 90s. Mm-hmm. And you can see even by fashion, I was just uh, with my wife in, in, uh, in a clothing store and I just saw some PVC black shiny <laughs> trench coats and all this like late 90s stuff. And I was like, it, it makes sense because... Right now, our generation, and uh, you were saying it was like 11 when you came out, so you're kind of close to our age. We are becoming the the voices of, you know, what's in the public and our opinion is heard. And to us, that is nostalgic because that's from our childhood. Yeah, I think that's what it right. is. So, 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 so our collective voice is kind of like bringing it up. because It's sort of like it's coming up to the surface a bit. Yeah, a bit. Yeah, definitely. And all those people who maybe saw it as a kid, they thought, okay, whatever, it was great. And then, you know... They weren't like obsessed about it as us, but it is still something that they saw as kids and probably spoke to them different levels. So now it's bringing up them. So everyone's like, oh, yeah, the Matrix. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And I don't think it's a coincidence that it was, uh, I think, kind of late last year that news broke of Warner Brothers potentially developing a new Matrix movie. Right. Oh, they're listening. um, They're listening. I mean, and, and you know, and uh, this is a whole other conversation, but uh, I I think a non-Wachowski Matrix movie is a terrible idea. But also, but we did reach that point where, you know, it is an IP and the studio, you know, decided, hmm, maybe now is the time people are like, are are ready uh, for, uh, for things to come back. Yep. Yeah, it's like Power yes. Rangers. Yep. There yeah. You go, yeah. They'll, they'll, they'll kill it. Comparison. <laughs> Maybe. I'm telling you, there'll be a Disneyland Matrix. I don't know. There was a podcast. Oh, by the, the way. Sentinel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> by the way, there was a podcast I was on just, uh, what was it, like two weeks ago and uh, talking about the Matrix film. And I, you know, the question came up that, um, like, they asked me, um, what uh, what do you think about the Matrix uh, reboot or something going on? And uh, I have to say that like I am not uh, opposed to the idea, but I know that there's a huge and giant uh, mountain to climb to get it anywhere close to what we got with uh, what, when the Wachowskis were doing it because it was it's coming from their mind. You know, this mm-hmm. is us seeing the mind of the Wachowskis. Exactly, it is one of those things where you know, like whatever you think of the sequels, this is all purely unfiltered their vision yeah yeah and it agreed, always totally. yeah. has been and um and not even like even more so than star wars because uh george lucas didn't direct uh yeah. two of the original movies as, as much as he yeah. like you know yeah that's kind of like yeah. controlled everything and um and but with this it's like you know it really just seem, feels to me that a non-wachowski matrix is just gonna be fan fiction yeah, because yeah. it, um, it sounds like the Matrix movies are sort of, in a sense, an extension of themselves. You know, they're putting yeah. themselves into the movie. And that's a, like a big difference when you do something like that versus working on a project where you have some involvement, I think. Mm-hmm. Right. So, and yeah. there's so much like the, the big part of it is the style and the way it was shot. So when you're remaking mm-hmm. or rebooting, like, you know, if you if you don't. Usually it's a good idea if you have like a great story or a plot and then you can remake it and you can upgrade it and you have something to work with. But as far as the plot, I mean, there's the great stuff about, you know, re- reality and and that kind of the, the backbone of it. But yeah. honestly, a, a lot of it is just the style that what makes the movie great. So if you lose that or change that, there's there's not, you know, there's some room, a lot of room for failure. <laughs> what do you guys right. think about the, the Animatrix in this sense? Because that is taking the ideas. Oh, like we're going to that. Like <laughs> I'm just building. wondering, like, in comparison to, let's say, like a remake... Because the Animatrix obviously isn't, mm. but that was still supervised. 
heavily by okay. the Wachowskis. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. and a lot of those were either written by or like the story was by the Wachowskis. So okay, it was yeah. still, it was still their, yeah, I mean, it's, it's still their overall vision and they're involved. Right. And, uh, and the thing that seems to me most unappealing about a non-Wachowski Matrix reboot, I, I assume it would still be a sequel they wouldn't just start from scratch and remake it just remake it that would be oh, that would that, be, that would, day. That, that would be, be so the, the worst but <laughs> yeah, uh, so but sad. but i feel like it would spend a lot of effort uh trying to you know recreate the the feel and the stuff that people liked mm-hmm. well i feel like if the wachowskis were to return and make another one they would be way more interested and trying to like take you know bring it forward and do new things mm-hmm. and use another Matrix movie as an opportunity to uh you know to create things we've never seen before, and I think other people would just be like, well, let's give them like the Matrix stuff that they liked before, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah and yeah. and because uh, that, that's again you know with the sequels, uh you know regardless of what you think of them, they were not interested in just doing the first movie again. No, not at all. No, no. That was a good thing. Wow. Yeah, it All seems right. to me like I always wonder, like, uh, with Wachowskis, you know, they made the first Matrix film, but it does sort of feel like, in one sense, that they were also kind of waiting to just explore even more stuff, you know, like, in a way. Yeah, it felt like, like that. It felt they, like... they had so much stuff that they're interested, especially at least from the idea side of things, yeah. that they kind of wanted to get everything in there, but they couldn't do it in the first one. So they sort of set it up. I'm not saying the Matrix is a setup movie. I'm just saying that perhaps in their approach, they were hoping to sort of... Yeah, they had quite a bit of material Have these over. sort of, you know, even grander right. ideas. So, right. You know. I, I mean, you know, they they kind of did the first, I guess, like transmedia thing where it's like, oh, we're going to, you know, use different mediums to all, to like, you know, that to too, tell yeah. this big yeah. story. And uh, yeah, it, and uh, which is, you know, more commonplace nowadays, like our variations on it, but it was mm-hmm. a new thing back then. Definitely was. And, yeah, and and it's one of those things that I wonder about because, for instance, I don't know if or when they're going to get a uh, a matrix sized budget again because their last several expensive movies oh, the didn't do oh, yeah okay. didn't oh, do well yeah. financially. Jupiter, what was it? Jupiter Ascending, Ascending. and uh, <laughs> which to me is it's maybe my least favorite Wachowski movie. It uh, I think it's an interesting failure. Um, but yeah, I, but I haven't seen it. <laughs> I, I, I mean, it's worth seeing if only for Eddie Redmayne's incredible performance. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, his uh, bipolar. Uh, I mean, I, I just going. I mean, part of my issue with the movie is I think like he has exactly the right level of theatricality to what he's doing that's not matched by the rest of the cast uh, who are playing it kind of naturalistically. I think he's phenomenal in that movie. But um, but yeah, but like, but and I'm also you know on the record as being a, a huge fan of Speed Racer. And, yes, um, Speed yes. Racer is such a good movie. It's it's I I I think it's such a good movie. I feel like and, that uh, was so misunderstood. Oh yeah, so misunderstood. It, it, I mean, it was way ahead of its time, and that also bombed at the box office. Yeah, and so yeah. I don't I I don't know when they're going to get a chance to make a movie of that scale again. But I still feel like they're if they wanted to, if they could say, "Hey, Warner Brothers." We'll make another Matrix. If they said just Matrix, yeah. If they said send an email, yeah, just the subject would be just like pumping Matrix. money. Yeah, right. <laughs> just like from from all ends, it's just like yeah, it's possible. Like immediately, it's possible. like two hundred million will just go into an account. Of no, course, yeah, why not? Yep. Of course, of course, That's right? Exactly. So yeah, wow. This was an intro. I super enjoyed this intro. It was amazing. <laughs> Thank you so much, Patrick, for your insights. I, I apologize. Awesome. I th- th- that that was probably far longer than it should have been. <laughs> no, no, we're noticing that each of these intro episodes are getting longer, so it's totally fine. Yeah, right. There's yeah. no rules here. 
Don't nerds. worry about a thing, man. Yeah. Whatever. It's a world where anything is possible. Yeah. <sighs> All right. So, minute 48. That's on, where 48? we're on. Okay. Um, and on minute 48... Tank brings Neo to one of the chairs and skips all the prerequisite operations program, opting instead to get straight into combat training, holding a small mini-disc-like device. On a screen in front of Neo, he reads jujitsu. Neo is indeed going to learn many martial arts as he gets a shock of digital knowledge zapped into his mind. The minute ends with more programs uploading. So, at the beginning of this scene, what I love the most in this minute is um, obviously Tank, <clears throat> very exciting time. And um, what I like about it is that it puts like a breath of fresh air into like the experience that we're going into. You because, like the atmosphere of the Nebuchadnezzar, for instance? Yeah, because like at the, you know, the previous scenes that we got yeah, and the previous minutes, there was like heavy handed. It, it went from being really shocking with um, the revelation of the human batteries. And then later on with Morpheus, um, talking about the prophecy of the one and he has to get rest. Then Tank comes in and he starts lightening up the scene a little bit more. And that's great. And we get that good. I think this is a breath of fresh air just for the the whole movie in general. And yeah. uh, as much as as great as it's been before this, because, you know, everyone has been pretty serious all the time. You know, oh, you yeah. know what, what all the performances are like. And Tank and Tank shows up doing just having a completely different personality, like a radically different personality than mm-hmm. every character that has appeared, you know, to this point. You know, no one, no one has talked like him or smiled as much as him. Yeah, everyone else was a super serious all the time, and uh, and now this guy shows up and giving. He's super excited. He, I mean, it's a very exciting time. And, <laughs> yeah, uh, but <laughs> it's true. But also. It is a strange performance, but I but I really like it. I think, I think that's why it works, though. Yeah, I mean, just he has line deliveries that I don't think any other actor would deliver like that. Right? And, yeah, and uh, yeah, just like every little thing that he like when he's sitting there at his little console, just his, his casual <laughs> little wink. And um, yes, I, I've got to say, it also took me years to understand what he was saying when he says major boring shit. Really? Exactly. Really? This is this is he's like, you dude. know, major boring shit. And uh, he does it in this <laughs> odd way that uh, I was like, <laughs> yeah. I was never quite sure what he was oh, saying yeah, there. The accent. Yeah, he just right. had this his entire dialogue since I was a kid. And since because when I was a kid, I didn't understand English because I grew up in Serbia. So I didn't get everything. I didn't have subtitles on the VHS I had. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't know. You probably don't have that. Maybe you have with different languages. But to me, English, there's like stages of English. When I didn't understand anything, it was gibberish. And there's like the half stage when I was a little bit older, when it's like some words make sense. And some is just like a vocal, like like a uh, like a vocal gibberish that I remembered how it sounds. <laughs> this is the line that up until maybe a couple of years ago that I saw, I was like, oh, that's what he's saying. No I had no idea what he was saying. Nothing. It was just wow, like, oh, you guys. Shit. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. You had the same experience. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's a weird, it's a weird delivery. And he just has this like, you know, sort of uh, like, he's always ready to like almost burst with excitement, but he's, you know, speaking kind of (laughs) quietly. And uh, I I also like how he's sort of like the cool pilot, you know what I mean? Like he's going to be, you know, directing. He's in control. Yeah, 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 he's he's in control, but he's the cool one. He's the cool one. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, and also because he's, um, is he black and Asian? Yeah. So I'm not actually sure. Where did you say he was from? You had a little introduction. Well, he was he was adopted by. Um, oh yes, um, Tommy Chong, I think. Right. Yeah, yeah Chi Chin Chong. I know he's his son, and uh, but he just he has a 
you know, also a very interesting look. Mm-hmm. Indeed. And uh, he's he's just, you know, an interesting looking guy. He's an interesting performance. It's just Tank is just he's not like anyone else in this movie. And I think it's just uh, the dynamic changes as soon as he comes in and starts mm-hmm. talking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So Do does he think sorry excited because uh, no, it was just uh, probably the same question. Do you think he's excited because he actually, you know, believes Morpheus and he's obsessed with the one and or he's just like because he he can't connect to the matrix so he can never experience what the matrix is right so his point of view is only through the monitors and you know what he sees so to him it's more like a stats kind of game so is he really like maybe he's excited that okay if he's the one then this is going to be a bit of fresh air like compared to these guys that i've seen you know in the matrix and they're just like always do the same thing it's like something exciting is going to happen you know like I get to, I get to, you know, like like a hacker. It's like I'm gonna probably get to the. I think know. so. Oh yeah, he also strikes me as just someone who is totally on board with what Morpheus is about, because he didn't even have to leave the Matrix. He's believing a guy. Yeah, that's a good he's point, following yeah. a guy who was not born in Zion like him, who you know hasn't had as much right. time in the real world, and uh, and yeah, no, and especially because you know he's like the younger brother of Dozer, and so he's got yeah. that kind of like. So somewhat youthful energy and so mm-hmm. to me tank is just he's just all in he's into the the you know the prophecy he's into just stoked to see what neo can do <laughs> he's just yeah. uh i mean yeah he just yeah. uh he's into all of it ah youth and so he also he... interestingly drops one of the only pop culture references in this whole movie that's right what was that all about? When yeah. he goes, this is this is in the minute, right? Which he one? goes, "Hey, Mikey, I yeah. think he likes oh. it." Which and he was never in the Matrix. He's never seen that. Com- well, he might have seen that commercial via yeah. like watching what, a screen of code. <laughs> yeah, just for <laughs> just everybody like who, spying on someone on TV. <laughs> just for Could everybody who doesn't it, know, yeah, yeah. Uh, exactly. he's referring a commercial series for Life Serial, which. Oh. Um, ran through the 70s and 80s and um it's actually like he likes it hey mikey and um it's it's with this little kid who doesn't like anything give it to mikey give my life cereal to mikey he doesn't like anything and then he does he likes it yeah Yeah. classic commercial and that means that in the world of the matrix the machines created the life cereal commercials there's Uh, there's a lot of uh cereal in this movie i'm personally a fan of cereal but (laughs) let's just let's just let's just bring this back real quick because i um i mentioned uh way long ago uh we usually go into the 1996 draft and we talk about what's changed and i read a little bit from that i've never read that draft dude oh my god there's some nuggets of gold mine i didn't know it was available online I found it, and it seems to be legit. It's not like some, you know. It's it feels Wachowski, so I believe it. I believe. Yeah. Can and you please send me a link after we finish recording? Absolutely, I have Absolutely. to read this. Yes, and just to give you a taste here, um, at the beginning when um, the VO with um, Cipher and Trinity is going as the codes were, um, it, they are they're spying on Neo and. Uh, Cypher like the way says opening scene, right? The, the yeah, beginning. yeah, and they're actually talking, talking about, okay. about like the subject. What's what's up with the subject? And then Cipher talks about what the subject is doing right now, and he's buying Captain Crunch. Whoa. And <laughs> and imagine Matrix starting with that. You're yeah. talking about Captain Crunch and a six pack as well of beer, right? Yeah. And Does he eat the cereal? Just like pours beer into the oh gross! I think they're unrelated purchases. <laughs> <laughs> unrelated, and, and they realize um, we would hate Neo if we saw him doing that. I would never yes. sympathize with him. 
<laughs> and uh, yeah, and then later on we have Goop as well. So that's that's kind of cereal. And then they start talking about tasty wheat. And yeah, uh, yeah cereal is abundant in this film. And I'm very happy because I love cereal. Picture. Yeah, this so is just one of those go. things where whenever you know there's like a, a a movie has its own mythology and creates its own world, but then they still include a pop culture reference. That's one thing that I'm always curious about because tasty wheat. That's not actually a real cereal, is it? Yeah. No. What is tasty? Wheat? I think tasty something up, that like, I only know I always from thought the it was a made up oatmeal. Mm-hmm. Right. Because I, it's a reference to the stuff they're eating on the ship, but then later in the movies, they actually have in revolutions. In revolutions, yeah. there's a poster. Yeah. Oh yeah. It says yeah. tasty wheat. Right. That that's a made up cereal. And so yeah. and I, that's oh. But then also they're um what is it um on the TV in the Oracle waiting room, they're playing what is it Night of the Lepus? Isn't I that a, that's think that's correct. The one with yeah, the bunnies. The, yeah, the old horror movie about the giant rabbits. And um, so that's, I mean, that's a pretty yeah. obscure pop culture reference. But uh, mm. but yeah, but there are not many in this movie. And they're also telling us that, you know, the, you know, the world is like, is fake. And so it's just, I'm totally overthinking this. But that's the thing that <laughs> yeah, I have also, <laughs> I've thought about before just being like, huh, yeah. okay. So there are fictional series, serials, but then also... You know, Tank is aware of a real life cereal commercial. Hey, which so, is yeah, I guess it's a blend. It's mm. a blend of, or they have like before the Matrix collapse, they had like in Zion, they had some VHS they found. Oh like, yeah, that's his favorite thing yeah. as a kid. He would just watch those commercials on the VHS over and over and over. So he keeps saying these references, and no one on the Nebuchadnezzar know what he's talking about. <laughs> you know what? That <laughs> is the stuff is, I. I wish we got more of in some sort of spin-off comics. Yeah. Just like the stuff about regular people in Zion, especially because one of my issues with the sequels is I just never give a shit about any of the Zion stuff or any of the characters no, there. they're just parting and grinding on each other. And they, they spend a lot of time, uh, especially in the third movie, like expecting you to- like pretty much only- Right. Zion. And so- but, That's my only thought of Zion. That's it. Just yeah. make it, people. But I- and. But if we saw stuff like, oh, like kids in Zion, like, you know, finding old remnants of, you know, human society and uh, yeah. and like getting into those, that would be really interesting to me. Yeah. And I would care so much more about the people if there was stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which made me think uh, that there might be another aspect to uh, to this uh, Tang character. Maybe he was just assigned to this ship. And he was so bored with everything because it's the same stuff, all the like, oh, the prophecy. He's got someone new and he's finally excited to run these little programs. Like, oh, excitement. Oh, totally, in my, totally. In, in my work, like something new. And it's it's the one. It's the, you know, someone important that um, they picked up. It's not just, uh, yeah. you know, another. Yeah, he's going to be awesome. Yeah, he's going to be awesome. We're going we're gonna to juice him up with all this amazing Fight programs, yeah. yeah. Also, Tank is—he's uh, pretty buff, though. Look, look at that! Look at that shoulder and well, he's got, dude's he's got ripped, some free man. Time, you know, he's not in the he's Matrix all the time, so yeah. So he could—he could totally like take Neo in the real world. Oh, for sure. Oh okay. yeah, we could take Neo. Neo was just like what a little bit of acupuncture. That's not gonna. Yeah, it's you, not gonna you know, help too much. Up. Right. That's right. Imagine that. They're just like eh, <laughs> who knows, man? Maybe he's been doing his sit-ups yeah, maybe. faithfully. Hey, who knows? Here's a question. So he's learning all these programs. Do you think he knows that in real life then? No, we talked about that. Oh, no, man. This is this is a can of worms. Old, yeah. We're going to open worms. many Are more we times. Next episode. We'll open this Let's next, do that. Uh, yeah, next yeah, yeah. episode. Let's just Let's leave about... that can closed for now. <laughs> yeah. Let's leave it the wiggling. <laughs> yeah. As it tries to escape. Um, but. I, uh, Tank uh, just sits in. You remember, he's, he just goes, we got to get to it, right? He jumps on this, on this chair. And he jumps and on his chair. A subtle little sound edit. Just like as it cuts into that. Oh, yeah? Oh, let me hear let that. Me let, hear me, let me hear that. We've got a lot to do. 
We gotta get to it. Oh, yeah. oh man! We never noticed that. Wow. I mean, well, I'm the guy who made a whole video about oh, the transitions yeah. <laughs> in did, the Matrix. That's right. And, uh, and there's little things like that. And uh, and yeah, just that cut to uh, just like jumping right into the chairs. And uh, I think it's really effective. That little sound edit, I think, is oh, just, it's like, perfect. Adds you know a bit of energy to, to things. And well, the uh, fact it, that it was so great. not noticeable tells you it was effective. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Didn't notice until now. That's yeah. so good. It's Eighteen years. It just keeps it moving. It's like a fast train. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, because yeah. you've got the sound edit and it cuts on the movement into him, like yeah. jumping into the chair. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Uh, so it's great because it goes from like them being qu- kind of talking quietly in this cramped room, very static shots, and then immediately, you know, energy in the audio, energy in in the visuals. It's great. Yeah. Yeah, no, we're so glad to have you because some of these details just fly sometimes right above our head. Yeah. I was watching your video and I actually went to the movie to check out those shots. Like, you're right. Like, that's so well done that after watching it a hundred times, I did not notice it because you're just, it's impossible to, like, we watch these uh, when we do these uh, podcasts just, just to see the minute, uh, selling this for the audience. And every time I play that minute, I forget and I'm like, oh, the minute's over. Like, every single <laughs> yeah. time I want to yeah. watch the movie till, till the end. It's just, it's great. Yep. Um, I wanted to ask, we have one really big question. He's like, got to start with these operation programs first. Yeah. What What do you think those programs Hmm. can be? Because I have no idea. Yeah. Well, they're fine to skip. Well, they're fun to skip. They're fine to skip, clearly. Right. So I'm wondering. I mean, does he, well, do they go back and do them later? Uh, (laughs) Maybe they do that. It's obviously off screen because we never get to see that. Right, but like I would imagine that's like you know when you start a video game and you have like the basic oh like controls. a tutorial yeah like a tutorial and it's like maybe maybe it's like disorienting well no because he is from the Matrix maybe so. it's like perspective tests and I was thinking it might be uh, yeah. some kind of like um what's that word I'm thinking physiology of? tests for the for the virtual world something like that because later on something like that. Like configuring right. your, your oh you could like choose your avatar. And but see, this like, is the no. thing though. But if Tank is skipping <laughs> the settings menu, that's program. all it is. That's pretty terrible. Yeah, the sliders, if it's not going to nose slider, yeah. ear slider. <laughs> I mean, so he says operation programs. What what is it? What is it? What does that I mean? Know. Operations. I I'm not really sure. Yeah, but yeah, uh, tutorials are kind of what I always imagined are just like getting to know like how to how you know how to move around and exist and yeah. like 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 just the, like the rules of the world basically. Mm. Or it's yeah, like a or really like boring the, documentation. Yeah, right. In the Matrix phone phone booths are used for there you go. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Stuff like that. Cell phones are used, and then you go pick up the phone. Yeah. Great. Put the phone back. Oh, like, it could yeah. be like yeah. that. Like those like. Right. Or maybe like, like in the Matrix, some things don't work. You can spot a cat. And you know what, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. Really so it's great that stuff. Tank just keeps throwing them from, you know, to it's more like, fun this way back. back. Yeah. Just he knows how to it. handle his uh, clients. Yeah. Combat training. Jujitsu 2.0. And drunken boxing. That on was that my real. Kempo. Yeah, there's an actual like fighting yeah. style. Drunken yeah. boxing. I mean, you know. Okay. The whole, oh, okay. Ha- haven't you seen the Jackie Chan movies? Uh, Drunken Master. Drunken Master. Yeah. No, I, I, this is. I think on my notes. We. I hope, like, because I am so bad. I've seen a bunch of Jackie Chan films, but I'm I have no information about kung fu movies. Yeah, okay. we're kind of zero. Uh, I wouldn't be able to. We're knowledgeable on a on a superficial level. Yeah. I would say. I mean, I, I'm not an expert by any means but um but the the jackie chan uh, uh one of his 
very early like breakout hits was uh, Drunken Master, and then but the sequel, which is one of his finest films, uh, uh, Drunken Master Two. I think it's also sometimes just called The Legend of Drunken Master. That's that, awesome. Uh, yeah, I mean, and those are the ones where he actually gets drunk and fights better. And uh, <laughs> yeah. so, he, so he'll be like pouring like liquor I'm down sold. his throat in a marketplace, this and looks then like amazing. And he, I'm looking at it. Yeah, and he'll just you know be like you know stumbling around with his goofy smile on his face, and then just like destroying people. It's uh, <laughs> it's great. And yeah, uh, so the movie's about drunken boxing. Yeah, there you and go. Uh, great reference there with drunken boxing. Um, drunken master was directed by I think uh, Yen Wu Ping. Yeah, so yeah. All comes around here. Good old. He's the martial arts choreographer. I was going to say, yeah. Film, yeah. I was going to ask. Pretty cool. Oh yes, he directed a lot of classic martial arts films, right? And um, like uh, Iron what Monkey. Yes, that's the one. We love that one. Iron Monkey. Remember with uh, Donnie Yen? And um, it's oh, man, it's been a long time though. It's been a while. I'm talking to Jake because <laughs> we're in the same room. <laughs> so I'm like, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah that? you guys can see each other. Yeah. We're, we're uh, and the other virtual realm. Yeah, sorry. He did. Yeah. Yeah, he did a lot of stuff. Um, I mean, he's obviously choreographed a ton of stuff, but then, um, but yeah, but then he's just like directed a lot of martial arts movies. Mm, yeah, and um, yeah, he he recently did the, uh, the a movie that I'm probably never going to watch the uh, the sequel to Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Oh, he did and, that. Uh, a sequel. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, Michelle Yeoh came back. Donnie Yen is in this one. It's also in English. That's and, right. um, I saw the trailer and I was. Uh... Can I just say that I watched a, your uh, video essay on that and I, it was awesome. I super enjoyed it. <laughs> Thank you so that's much. That's all I wanted to say. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's one of my favorite movies. Because it's a movie I... that we actually coincidentally also. I don't know if you grew up with it. I can't. I can't remember. But we kind of grew up with it, and it's strange because it's not necessarily like a movie that we ever really rewatch. Mm-hmm. But it's always been kind of embedded in our memory. Yeah. So every time we watch, we're so familiar with it. Yes. Right. And yeah, that's one. That's all kind of part of the reason that I made the video was because that movie was a very big deal in the early 2000s. I mean, it's still the highest grossing foreign language film of all time. And, um, you know, like won a bunch of Oscars and stuff like that. And no one talks about it anymore. Yeah. And, um, yeah. yeah. And that was, it was like, it was a, yeah, and it was like a very significant movie that everyone was at least aware of, and uh, and so yeah, that's why I was like, why doesn't anyone talk about that movie? It's it's really great. I'm gonna make a video about it. Yes. So, so now but yeah. you're gonna see it popping out everywhere. Yeah. Yep. That's <laughs> right. Of course. That's it. That's uh. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm I'm shifting cultural trends. <laughs> yeah. YouTube. Yeah. And uh, but no, uh, Wu Ping was you know obviously the chore- fight choreographer on that. And uh, and then directed a sequel that they made for like for, for Netflix. Netflix, yeah. And uh, that I I'm just not interested in seeing. Yeah, I know kung fu. Wait, that's in the next one, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh well, but maybe we should. Uh, with that, we should just. Uh, there's one last this one. thing. That, Is there anything else we can add before we finish? Uh, he has that mi- I wanted. There's a line that I prefer to I know kung fu. At okay. least uh, when I was uh, in middle school, I would quote it more, and I just really love jujitsu. I'm going to learn yeah. jujitsu and just his like ki- slight disbelief and his very, yeah. you know, Keanu underplayed excitement. Yeah. And, uh, I, I, I love it. That to me yes. is such a cool line. Also one of my favorite, sorry, I, I, I 
you guys have had you know like 48 hours to talk about this movie but I, <laughs> yeah i'm trying to like make the most of my time i love the uh just this what the effect they do for when he's getting the first program oh loaded. that's right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. because the, the uh, wiggling yeah because yeah. well, we already had the part when he you know goes into the construct for the first time and that like piercing high-pitched sound right. but here yeah. we get a similar thing and uh but we're actually we don't cut away we just hold on like him getting and you end it like when you think like what must be like to just cram in in three seconds an entire skill that people would have to train for years to learn into your brain and it's like yeah it's probably kind of like that it's yeah, this it like you know much. like like you know really intense uh just like searing sound and like painful thing yeah. and uh just like yeah the whole frame shakes like that's probably done in post-production and um and just like and yeah, and just, you know, he's in pain and then there's like, you know, he's like snaps. It's like over so fast. I just, I love that effect. And it's just, totally. it, it communicates so much so efficiently. And uh, because, yeah, it's like, it, it's kind of funny because this is the first time we see that. And, you know, other movies would devote, you know, 15 minutes to a training montage. And here it's like the world's fastest training montage. It's just, and they found a way to communicate it so efficiently. I just... It's great filmmaking. I Very think well it's so said, cool. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah the, the 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 sound especially it's like it mimics that sort of really strong headache when you when your sound like just like your your ears like pop and you can't hear anything. Well, you know it's funny. And I love it. Go ahead. That it's like it's it's like it ends. It's it's you know you can clearly see he, he's like it's that pain, but you actually see the result. Like he can he can feel the result. Yes. Right away. So <laughs> I was gonna say he's, that. He's absolutely like. I can handle that. I like Let's, that it's sort of like a good pain in a way. <laughs> you know, but by the end, you, well, really, you know, it's not orgasmic. We don't no, want no, to go. No, no. Speaking of which, chair, but. I'm saying like where he went through this like momentarily momentary pain, but at the end he realizes, like you said, Tim, like, okay, now he knows something and it's like, yeah, he can do it again. But <laughs> the, what the best thing about this is that I wanted to bring up is this is one of the first, I think, scenes in a classic, one of the early sort of, uh, internet videos that i had downloaded on my computer and is the i don't know if you ever seen this patrick but this is old school did you ever see the matrix fart video <laughs> no <laughs> no I way because this is the first <laughs> this was i don't think so i, I, I may have like uh <laughs> way back in the day but i don't this remember is the first one we'll link it up but essentially it's farts sound of farts like incorporated into some of the scenes and this is the it's first so one so stupid it is extremely stupid, but it works so well. I, we'll link it to you. You can watch it, but this is the first one. When he's done, when he's done like, oh, when it, when it ends, and there's this spark, and then it continues with other scenes. So uh, I can see that. Definitely people look it up. Um, you might you know. Saw that this was long something time we used to watch when we were kids over and over and over and over, over again. And over it was just so over. funny. Yeah. Because it was the Matrix. Yeah. That's right. With yeah. any, anything that's Matrix. And I think that's about all we can say. Unless anyone else has more thoughts, uh, we can go to Patrick. Anything um, else? I will say I love the... Uh, I mean, obviously, the, all the design work in this movie is great, but I love just the, the look of, like, the computer programs that they have with, mm -hmm. like, the spinning CGI brain and stuff like that. Yeah, it's it's really a shame that they didn't uh, include those in the DVDs as bonus materials or anything. They're really cool. They they got the touch screens and all that, but it yeah. does like they actually look like because I mean 
it's weird because in the world of this movie, you know, it's like way in the future. And um, but they still have this kind of like thrown together technology. And I think the computer screens and like the displays on them, they actually do kind of strike this balance where it, it seems like, you know, you get it seems very functional and not like, you know, it, the design isn't flashy. But um, but it's also because we didn't have touch screens back then, and uh, yeah. and so mm, you're right. yeah, it's like it, like I believe it when I when I look at those, I'm like, yeah, that that makes sense to me, and um, I also sense. just <laughs> the rotating brain <laughs> on the right is is epic. It, it, it's great, and there's like a little skeleton there, a little neo. Yeah, and and also just like the the little like the the thing that that the screen is on. There's like a a burn next to it and just all this damage everywhere just we like called it we called it mold i think yeah it just, oh, like mold. okay that, but this one's just worn out this one the one when you see the whole monitor like the one on the left just like worn out yeah leather. yeah it's, it's totally just, uh, moldy the one on the right it looks like a burn or like i just can't believe i never something. saw neo's skull feet <laughs> yeah oh yeah <laughs> they're amazing <laughs> little, little, little duck feet <laughs> amazing yeah all, all, all the design is great and i love because at the at the end of this minute and uh once he's like hell yeah uh you know w- we go into this kind of montage of him just learning more and more fighting yeah, styles yeah. and i love how we get you know like this music kicks in this it's kind of like you know like metallic pounding which is and yeah. uh yeah it's like there's that but then with these like like just like kind of like rhythmic like like just like bang bang just like, and oh, yeah, the anvil like, yeah the, the, the anvil and the same it's like very reminiscent of the music that we get um in the transition into the government lobby scene as Ooh. like uh, neo's entering and uh yeah, that's a good point yeah, it reminds me of the uh, the Terminator theme because you have oh yeah oh yeah the, yeah, the yeah, metallic the, banging going you know with the, especially in the Terminator two that that's yeah that anvil yeah yeah the, the anvil so so it fits well he's a machine he's learning so maybe he's a machine little, you know, which is in the next minute yeah yeah so All with right. that I'll have to say wow man talking a lot in this episode that's pretty cool I want to say thank you so much Patrick for being on. On uh, our Matrix Minute podcast. Oh, it's been a pleasure. Will you be able to join us for at least two more episodes to just round out the week? I think so. I mean, you know, you know, I've I've done one. I, I I might as well do a yeah. couple more. Yeah, that sounds like a like a good plan. Excellent, it's a good the, plan. The, the the way you sound excited, we might not be able to get rid of you. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to be a permanent co-host? Is it? You can totally yeah. be. It's, it's true. I mean, I mean, it, it's like you said. You know, when you you try to watch a minute, you, you can't stop. Uh, you know, I, I've talked about a minute and I was like, I just, there's, I just want to talk about it all. I mean, yeah. we got so much good stuff in store. That's yeah. right. So, um, you can find, um, us. Oh no, I mess this up all the time. Whenever I plug my own thing. Um, you can You're find us beggar, on, Philip. I know I'm terrible. Um, uh, the matrix minute one. That's the one. Yes. That's the website. Then you can go to our Facebook group. Which no no the page the page well, no, let's, just, let's just do this someone wait, else do wait, it wait, I can't do, do it anymore let's just do this <laughs> if we miss something which you probably didn't because Patrick is amazing yeah. but if we did miss something let us know in the comment section of the announcement post for this oh. episode which is episode forty eight if you Perfect. don't want to write on Facebook you can also email us at ask at the matrix minute dot one yes and finally again thank you Patrick and if where you wanna, can we find if Patrick you plug your stuff where can people find you and check out your stuff yes sir know. um. Pretty much all my stuff is available at youtube.com slash Patrick H. Willems. That's P-A-T-R-I-C-K-H 
W-I-L-L-E-M-S. And then I'm on all the social medias at Patrick H. Willems. Fantastic. Wonderful. And we will catch everyone. And thank you, listener, for listening. Thank you, listener. And we'll catch you in the next episode. Thanks, guys. Goodbye. Bye. (laughs) Bye.